cliffcentral.com. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Inspired Youth Essay on Cliff Central, brought to you, of course, by Cliff Central and Pride Factor. This is the platform for the youth, for the youngsters to engage with adult listeners, professionals, educators and influencers and showcase to them their thoughts talents, concepts, opinions, and basically the youngsters' advice for a greater future, for uh, which obviously all of us are looking forward to. I have some uh, fantastic guests in the uh, studio with me today, but anyone out there, please do get involved. We love hearing from you. Everything is at Inspired Youth SA and obviously at CliffCentral.com. Otherwise, use the hashtag Inspired Youth SA or check us out online, www.pridefactor.co.za. Go and follow us. Go and uh, send in any questions that you've got for our fantastic speakers. Uh, on that note, introducing number one. And if I had a drum, we would do a little drum roll here. We really would. He is Mr. India South Africa for 2018. It is Farooq Sattar. Farooq, welcome to the station. Thank you, Dean. How are you? Good. Today is good. Today is good. Yes. Every day good? Every day should be good. <laughs> Every day should be good indeed. So Farouk has joined us uh, in studio here today to talk obviously about his legacy of Mr. South Africa 2018, what it involves, how to get there, how youngsters are obviously inspired by it. He's also here to talk about his profession, which I will let him uh, drop the, <laughs> the bomb on what exactly that is. And of course, just uh, some advice for the youngsters out there and possibly advice for a younger Farouk, some of the things that you yes. may have done differently. So Farouk, please introduce yourselves. Where are you from? What do you do? How do you come about it? Okay. So I'm Farooq Sattar. Um, I live in Bedford View. Uh, I have my private practice in Boxburg, which is in the East Rand Mall. And uh, like you said earlier, we need to drop that bombshell. What exactly <laughs> is it? Um, so, yes, interesting, actually, that my profession is the second most common fear in the world. Yeah, yeah my number one fear. Most people's number one fear. <laughs> but, yes, I'm a dentist. So I do a lot of general surgery as well, right. uh, family dentistry. Uh, we see a lot, a lot of kids because I offer conscious sedation as well. Uh -huh. And we do a lot of anti-aging treatments, which is also your facial aesthetics. Okay, so dentist, we can deal with this, we can deal with this. All right, now, I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm just thinking about that as, as you mentioned it. One of the most feared professions on the planet is public yeah. speaking. That's, yes, that's the first one. Yeah. So the other one's dentistry. A visit you, to the dentist. And you are doing both. Yes. <laughs> so I'm double scary. There we go. So for all the lawyers, accountants, and, uh, and, uh, professional people out there, public speaking and dentistry or sitting in the chair. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So Farouk, let's, let's get down to it. Um, you are from Johannesburg. I grew up in KwaZulu Natal. Okay. Uh, matriculated there. Um, and then I moved to the Western Cape where I uh, attained my degree. Uh -huh. So I lived and studied there for five years. And then I did my community service in Ermelua, Pumalanga. Mm -hmm. And then I relocated to Gauteng. So I've been blessed to actually travel throughout the country and live in each province. Yeah, that yeah. is actually very nice. I like that. Yeah. And out of the three provinces, your favorite? My favorite would be Western Cape, but now for retirement. Uh, I initially hated Gauteng when I first got here. The first three to four months, it was really difficult to adapt from the Western Cape kind of vibe to, to Gauteng. But this is now home. Yeah. And uh, now Gauteng is my favorite. You're preaching to the converted, my friend. <laughs> you are preaching to the converted. I moved here. We are going on, yeah, basically about two years. Yeah. And I felt the same thing. The yes. transition wasn't easy. No, it's not easy. It wasn't excitable. I always found that, um, I loved Mondays. Yes. And I hated Friday afternoons. Uh -huh. Cause I did, I Cause the, yeah, the weekend is a bit of, yeah, uh, what do you do? You yeah. know, like what do you in Cape Town? You go surfing or mountain climbing or this yes. or that or then counting. It's like, well, mm. there's only so many farmers markets you yes. can go to. <laughs> yeah. Or so organic markets. Organic markets. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah I, I i understand that all right so the the move up to Gauteng and how did the so so let's get into it and obviously what it is that we want to mainly discuss here is yeah. how did the mr india south africa title come into your awareness yes is it something you've looked at for a long time is there a story yeah. behind it yeah it's actually quite new i think uh I, I, you know i stand to be corrected but i think it started in 2011 okay. um and then uh, i i didn't know much about it uh, my sister-in-law actually you know made me aware of it and she's like oh you got to try and enter this competition and we're like calling it a competition because most people just say it's a pageant <laughs> but yeah you got to enter this does, does that get under your skin it does it irritates me <laughs> but it yeah is, it is something a so i'm like oh yeah to... competition yeah, yeah you know like mm. that that word sounds a lot uh you know so i was like okay so let's do this competition because i'm a competitive guy mm -hmm. and um you know it was a perfect platform after i've actually researched it in terms of uh, the mr india south africa platform 
is more actually for your business minded individuals. Uh, it is a platform to, to drive those kind of people, uh, ambitious, uh, people who are already career driven. Um, it's not a platform for, um, very young people or, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's different types of personalities you meet on, on the, in the competition actually. But, um, there's a, there's a very specific, uh, you know, package or personality they look for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a, uh, a difficult, um, competition in terms of everything you go through with the pre- preliminaries. Uh, I only really knew what it is all about once I was in it. Right. And, uh, the closest I come to with knowledge about these things is Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> it's it behind the scenes stuff is just as fun, but it is really really difficult. Right. Um, it's 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 extremely difficult in terms of time management, pressure, um, you know, answering a lot of uh, grueling questions. Um, but nevertheless, a fun experience. Yeah, and you meet all these other guys on there with you as well. You, you know, de- develop a lot of uh, friendships and stuff like that. So um, the platform um, I found uh, I wanted to use it more. Obviously, being being a dentist, the need for oral health awareness. I think it's really underestimated, mm. um, not just in our country globally. So we actually in the process as well of uh, you know developing uh, an NGO which I would like to take global, where we can get all our big dental companies involved and just create more dental awareness. Okay, yeah. so that is something that certainly sticks to your heart and is something that you're very passionate yes, about. Yes, I love my job. Um, yeah. I'm very passionate about it. Um, and you know, it's sad when you see these kids come in with swollen faces and yeah. uh, they're in a lot of pain. And we're talking about anything from six months and older. <sighs> so one year olds, two year olds, and uh, so mom puts this little child in the chair and it's an abscess. Okay, fine, we've got to inject and extract. Uh, how do you do that on a one year old when? A yeah. 20 or 30 year old doesn't even want to get in the chair or a 36 um, year old. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That is exactly. <laughs> so that's where all the dental trauma actually starts from. Um, so wh- how did dentistry come to you? Is it anything that, uh, anyone in your family studied I, it? Is it something like that? I'm or? actually, no, I'm the first dentist in my family. Um, I just need to also make clear that I'm not a med school dropout or uh, <laughs> reject. I didn't apply for med school at all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be a GP. Um, uh, so I thought, okay, the ne- next best thing that I could actually look at for maybe even getting the doctor title would be a dentist. Right. And when I looked into it, it's a lot more creative and I actually like that. You know, there's a lot of more aesthetics to it and there's uh, a lot more fun uh, fields that you can actually branch out to once you qualified as a dentist. Okay. There's a huge need for dentists in our country and uh, it's also a very well paid job. So, um, yeah, everybody should study dentistry. It's everybody also nice to scare should people. study <laughs> dentistry. Yeah, you're scaring me. So, um, so how, how did you, so let's, let's start off with all that. The studying and obviously the, the outline of getting involved with something like mm-hmm. dentistry. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when did that come to an idea that you're like, okay, cool, that's what it is that I'd like to do? Ah, no, I was actually, well, I'm a very decisive person. Mm-hmm. So by grade 11, I already chose dentistry and that's it. And the scary thing about my application is when it came to university applications, University of the Western Cape for dentistry, which was my aim to get into, mm-hmm. was the only university application I made. Wow. Okay. Yes. So put everything on the line. Yes. And that's it was it. quite scary because <laughs> I was like, no, but that's what I want. That's what I'm aiming for. I even phoned the university in grade 11 and I'm like, listen, what subjects do I need? Because I'm aiming toward this. I'm not entertaining any rejection from the university. So I'm working toward it. And they're like, okay, you need these subjects. You need these percentages. You got to pass this with this amount. Like, okay, chop, chop, chop. Everything ticked, done. One application. I had to, I was forced obviously to put a backup. So I think I went for physio and optometry, but still at the same university. Yeah. And they gave me provisional acceptance for dentistry mid of matric. Yeah. Okay. So I think by when I finished trials. So they looked at those results and they're like, okay, you're provisionally accepted. All you got to do is pass your matric and then you got a seat for dentistry in Western Cape. That's exciting. Stressful. Yeah, because, sure. you know, when you're sitting and waiting for that application letter to come back confirmed and you're like, I can't take a gap year. I can't. <laughs> and that's the only application I'm banking on. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. So that's the dentistry stuff done and dusted with. And if we've been end up again or not, I'm not too sure. But anyway, we'll move past it for now. So um, the long walk to Mr. India, South Africa. So it came about with someone passing you an idea for an opportunity to be involved in a competition. Yes. As you say. Thank you. What is the preparation? That goes behind something like that Because I mean in my mind's eye It's, it's yeah. pretty severe, correct? It is, it's extremely severe um, I would uh, admit that I've underestimated it 
mm-hmm. uh, once I've gotten into the competition. Uh, you know, I mean, I think everybody enters something like this and you've got quite a bit of confidence at the beginning. Uh, once you actually go through the preliminaries and you meet the other contestants, you're by day three, I was like, mm, I'm just going to, you know, not have any expectations. I, I, I want to still be able to leave smiling if I don't win this competition. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are there? Uh, I think there's over about 300 entries, really? and then they narrow it down to the top 10. Right. Okay. And and obviously the preliminaries only involves the top 10. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so here you are with the the cream of the crop. Yeah. And uh, so it does get quite uh, uh, you know, but I mean, if you if you just be yourself, and uh, I mean, you, you go in it with no bad intentions, and you actually get to know the other guys, and you know, just follow the journey. Yeah. And um, uh, Mr. Danny Mudlia, who's actually the the owner of the brand, he is quite experienced in this kind of stuff, and 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 he makes you feel very comfortable. Right. Um, the way they actually, um, you know, the protocols and the way the whole thing is staged and um, the preparation, he's, he's, he's brilliant at it. So right. he makes it very, very comfortable for you, very casual. But in the meantime, they're judging you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you are on the line. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then, then take us down to how the, the actual event works. I mean, I gather there's the, the ceremony or the awards or something like yes. that of the actual competition. So, so it's what, a, it's that, a, it's that's got to be a rather stressful day oh, or night. Yeah, extremely stressful. <laughs> and, uh, they make you rehearse. I think the, the show was like 6 p.m. in the evening, but you got to be at rehearsals from 6 a.m. Yeah. And they m- literally make you rehearse the entire day for the show right till, you know, showtime. And, and what, uh, what, re- what rehearsing are you doing? I mean, what do you... You have to learn the sequences for when you actually come out onto stage, uh, when to, you know, the question and answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they give you three segments as well where you got to, you wear um, a suit. Uh, mm-hmm. So your business, uh, your executive look. Uh, then you've, they've got an Eastern wear segment. And they also have a, a topless segment. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. Um, and then you've got to, they give you the sequences and you've got to learn this with 10 or nine other guys where you can't mess it up. Right. So on the evening, you got to know which spot you're going to be at, who's going where. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. So it's quite intense. And, uh, so yeah, so that was the, uh, the preparation to the, the final event, the preliminaries, which is stuff before that. They look at your interaction with each other. So we spend a week, uh, literally every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. together. So you do everything together. Mm-hmm. We had a golf day, uh, a cook-off. Um, uh, you know, a lot of fun events, uh, before uh, the main event where they actually also judge you on that. Uh, so the preliminaries is a lot more of your, um, contribution toward your final mark. Yeah. Um, then they have the evening, which is a percentage of your final question. Yeah. And, uh, they had some international judges and, um, yeah. So you just stretch us, you know, do show the show of the outfit, stretch your stuff. Stretch you can say it. Yeah. yeah so it. you stretch your stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, do your final answer and that's it. So was there a a moment when you realized that you've got this in the bag? Did you answer a question brilliantly or did you actually, starve yourself and make sure that the topless side was <laughs> you're ready to go? What what was I, your I worked very hard for the topless segment. <laughs> I think everyone would, wouldn't you? Just yeah. And uh I personally think that I actually bombed my first question. Oh. Yeah. Can you remember what they were? Uh they, it was a Spanish judge and she asked me what is my biggest dream? And I just froze. And I was actually the first person they just selected. So I was like, uh, yeah, I don't even want to repeat the answer, but it was such a, you know, not a really good answer. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it was, it was too short. Okay. And then I just, um, handed the mic away and they, everyone was like, okay. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. oh, and then they had a second question and, uh, I nailed that one. Okay. If I may say so myself. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly why you're here. Yeah, so Do you I, remember yeah. what that one was? Um, so they asked me, which was a lot more relevant to my, to my profession. They actually asked me my thoughts on, um, uh, getting more medical professionals, doctors or dentists involved in the government sector in our country. Mm. So that was, that for me was like, wow, yeah, this one, you know, I've got in the bag. So, uh, you know, it was basically just discussing some incentives we can give because we, you know, uh, we have a huge need for, for medical professions in our country. 
but we're also given a lot more opportunities in private sector. Right. So we get a lot of our doctors and dentists who actually just move out to private. And then there's not, I mean, you only have your doctors and dentists serving one year for dentists in government and about up to three years for, for GPs. Really? And then they have the option to move away from that. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, there really are some opportunities there. There is. There is opportunity. So, basically, it was like a question to me. So, what can the government do to incentivize uh, our medical professions? And uh, it's very difficult, uh, you know, taking the, the gap between the private and government sector. So, the, you know, for the government to actually say, hey, we're going to give you a much bigger salary, it's not going to pull the guys mm. away from private sector because they're already earning a lot more than that. Um, so they actually need – well, the country needs to look at making our internship and our community service actually more compulsory in terms of longer. Mm. So dentists should actually serve two to three years instead of one year. Um, you know, so the government can look at those options where you're actually um, you know, retaining your medical professionals for a longer period after they qualify. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So what would you say to any of the, the youngsters out there that are interested in, well, let's say dentistry or, or medical profession in, in general? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are, what are some of the key tips and pointers you'll give to a youngster? Uh, you obviously have to have a passion for, for uh, health service. Um, so obviously if it's something that you're queasy about or you don't really enjoy. Yeah, I think that kind of takes yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's more important. I mean, yes, there's a lot more flowery, attractive benefits like, uh, you know, being given a doctor title, being seen as affluent, uh, um, earning a lot of money or the opportunity to earn a lot of money. Um, you know, those things shouldn't cloud your ambition. It should be something you really want to do because it's what you will be doing on a daily basis. Yeah. You need to wake up and be happy. Go to work. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You know, once you've actually established yourself, uh, the financial, uh, benefits is, uh, is rewarding. Yeah. But yeah. you've got to work to get to that. Getting your degree is obviously the first hurdle. And yeah. then you've got to actually decide, am I staying in government? Am I going to private sector? Once you're in the private sector, it's a big game completely on its own. And there you are the sharks. Right. So you've got to make it work. And once your private practice is, is, is successful, you're on a good road. Okay. The aims moving forward, I mean, where, where are you going to be doing? At, um, we spoke off, off air just now about at the end of this year, at the end of your Mr. India South Africa mm. reign, you'll mm. be handing over the title. I gather you can't enter it again. or I mean, can No, you, you? I don't think I would. <laughs> you don't think you would? <laughs> no, I didn't. Really? Think, yeah. It was a very good experience. I, <laughs> I, I encourage other people <laughs> to enter it who have not experienced it. But uh, that week was extremely stressful. Just, extremely stressful. Just a once-off then? Yeah, uh, once-off. I'm glad I won it because I can gloat about it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, you know, my competitiveness is, is on another level. And I, I discuss this every morning with my personal trainer at the gym it's like no if you're going to tell me to do something i'm going to definitely do it there's no way i'm, I'm you know um, falling out so what are you setting your hopes your hopes on now what what, what have you got your eyes on because i can see you certainly not just um, going to be going right i'm a dentist and a mr india south africa tick i'm done yes, yes, yes. what's next so um you know it's a good thing that i've actually been gradually uh, i've always had a passion for the arts so uh, I have been doing a part-time modeling as well. Mm-hmm. So this part-time modeling involved, uh, but obviously my day job, which is my practice, is, is full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps me pay the bills. So that's my priority. Um, and everything else that I get to do on the, si- on the side is, is actually fun and entertaining and, and a hobby. Right. Um, it's very difficult to break into the industry if that's where you are for a living. Um, so it's extremely important for you to secure yourself, you know, with some kind of degree and then branch out into stuff that you want to really do that can actually just, you know, give you a bit more sanity instead of being a dentist 24 seven. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure guys, if you just joined us, you're listening to inspired youth essay on cliff central. We're talking to Farooq Sitar, the Mr. India, South Africa for 2018. He's also a dentist and has got high hopes for the future. Now talking about the future, Farooq, I mean, it's obviously the show is called inspired youth. It's all about the kids and that. What are some of the lessons that possibly you learned in your life or maybe your teachers have taught you or something that you might tell to a younger Farouk Mm. as to some of the advice out there and some of the hardships that possibly these youngsters might be not looking forward to but going to be facing over the next couple of years? I think the biggest thing is mindset. You've actually got to, you know, be positive about everything that you do uh, and always believe that you are the director of your life. So you design the pathway, you make the choices. Say the one again, you are the director of your life. Kids, I hope you're getting this. Yeah. <laughs> it is very important. It's so true that we, we say the same kind of thing. You are the most important person in the life or you are the star of your show. Everyone else is just a co-star and people do need to understand. Yes. That, yes. You know, and it's, I don't think it's something that you are being, um, 
as you said earlier on, gloating yeah, or yeah, being yeah. overly proud or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you just, you actually need to concentrate and understand yes. that you are looking after number one. Exactly. And that's the first step. Because if your mind is not in the right place, you're going to have a lot of difficulties accomplishing things. There we go. Words from a wise man and actually accredited and on paper, a wise man (laughs) in the form of a dentist and Mr. India South Africa for 2018. So Farouk, let's just go through some fun questions. We always do this. As you being who you are, what is your most used app on your phone? My most used app? Uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yeah. It would be WhatsApp. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah, people wouldn't really be following your Instagram account on the dentistry side yeah, of things. Or am I? No, I'm, wait, I'm actually, I'm so bad with social media. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> but, we can um, find you there anyway. Yeah. yeah you, but you can. You have Facebook, Instagram. But I mean, before I uh, uh, won the title, um, for example, I think on the night of the show, my Facebook friend list was about... 300 friends which were people I knew after I won the title it's shot up to about 7,000 <laughs> and I couldn't keep up with uh, I mean I'm not it's not in me but I mean it's something you've got to learn I guess yeah. and, and it comes with the, the territory so I am actually forced into being a bit more social media active yeah um yeah, but uh, um, WhatsApp obviously is more f- more personal yes. uh, because, I mean, it's people you know that you're actually chatting to. Um, and I think for me, yeah, I actually use WhatsApp a lot. Uh, actually, I think most people do. Mm, that's your daily app. Right? It is. Yeah. It's, it's certainly become it. Mm. It's actually unreal. So we're just trying to ask everyone on the show and you see the, the professional sportsmen usually go Instagram. Because they get uh, likes and follows yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, videos uploading yes, and this and yes. that. And Instagram's yes. a major part of a surfer yeah. or a downhill biker's life. But yeah. to everyone else, it's, I won't say more serious because that is serious. Yes, but yes. the more professional side of things, yes. obviously, uh, WhatsApp is, is. And I mean, I mean that better. is the way to go. I mean, social media is, you know, the digital age. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us about a missed opportunity if there's ever been such a thing in your life. Anything you wish you had done that you haven't done yet? Yet? I, I would actually want to do skydiving or bungee jumping. Come with me. We're going on the weekend. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I, I've, I've been telling myself that for a very long time. But yes, that's something I really want to uh, okay. do. Cool. I like that. I like yeah. that. What were you like in high school? Middle school, high school? I was… Uh, were you one of the cool kids? or Not were you... really. I think I was in between. Okay. Uh, I wasn't one of, uh, you know, actually, shame. It's not nice to actually categorize them like that, but <laughs> you get, the, <laughs> you get, yeah, I mean, we all know, okay? So I wasn't the cool kid and I wasn't the uncool kid. Right. Yeah. Okay. So just right, right down the middle. Yep. But okay. I knew what I was there for. So you're in school to, to get your, dig, uh, you know, your matriculation, get, get grades and, and then you take it from there. You, you certainly seem like you're quite focused in, yeah. <laughs> in, on, on the project like that. Right. What or who inspires you? Uh, Nelson Mandela. Uh, right. May sound, uh, you know, quite cliched, but I mean, the man is a legend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Is there a lesson you've possibly learned this year? There were a few actually, and it's so funny how I make mental notes of it, and now I can't remember one. Of course not. You're on the spot now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always works like that. Ah, a lesson this year. I would actually, I would use the platform as an example. I'd mm-hmm. say that the whole, you know, when I went into it, I was like, ah, yeah, okay, fine. I also had a bit of the mindset of pageant. And when I get there, they're like, oh no, this is a competition. Yeah, yeah. And when I, you know, uh, I've actually learned. Yeah, don't, uh, don't. Like they say, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm. But I, I felt bad for underestimating what to expect. Right. Yeah. 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 I can, I can see that as yeah. well. I mean, I think that's why obviously we've asked you to be on the show, just so you can give a little bit more insight to these kind of mm. things that they are real. There is rewards and benefits yeah, that come yeah. with it. There is work and dedication yes, and focus yes, yes, that yes. goes into it. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a platform again for youngsters out there that, as you say, your, your uh, social media following has increased dramatically. It's what a lot of youngsters are looking mm-hmm. for nowadays. Mm-hmm. And if this is a platform that allows them that, it's possibly something that they should look into. And then lastly, on the question side, what is your definition of success? And can you ever reach it? Can you ever reach being successful or does it always move forward? I, I think both. So you can reach or attain a level of success. And then from there, it's how much you actually challenge yourself. Okay. So you set more goals, um, growth, progress from there. Um, so the definition of success for me, I think, is very personal. You can... You know, some, some people have short-term success goals. Some have long-term success goals. Someone might say, oh, for today, 
I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to enjoy this day. Yeah. You can be successful at that. Like most people listening on a Monday morning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously it depends on you. Like we said earlier, you are the director of your life. Yeah. You want to do something, set it as a goal, put your mind to it, work hard at it. And attain it. There we go. Loving it, guys. You're listening to Inspired Youth SA here on cliffcentral.com. In the studio, we have been chatting to Mr. India South Africa for 2018, Farooq Sitar. Farooq, any last words of wisdom to our youngsters out there that might be looking for a little bit of an inspirational verbal kick in the butt as to how to <laughs> find out what it is that they want to do with their lives and create a fantastic career yeah. and lifestyle? Uh, you know, there's a few things I'd like to say. Obviously, I'd like Please. to just, you know, uh, and, you know, encourage the youth to surround themselves with positive energy. Um, you know, that's the, also the start of where you get your mindset from, what you want to set in. If someone drains you of energy, you don't need them in your life. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Positive energy. Be happy every day. Uh, don't entertain drama and, and, and just, you know, smile, be happy, be kind to one another. Um, that, you know, South Africa, uh, South Africans youth, we have so much of potential in this country. Yeah. We have skilled labor. We have intelligent people. Um, and the next generations have so much of power. They need to actually use this. Um, the one thing I would like to encourage also is that they need to please spread more love. There's already too much of hate in the, in the world. Mm. Uh, it's all over. Um, teach new generations not to see color, uh, to see people as people and eventually get South Africa out of a racist mind. Yeah. Uh, it's very difficult. We've come a long way already. Um, it's going to take many, many years to get to a point where, uh, we can, you know, so-called kill racism. Yeah. But, um, I, I have uh, faith in, in the next generations and I think they can do it. Fantastic. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Farooq Sitar, Mr. India, South Africa for 2018. For everyone else out there, please do send us any information. You want us to come and chat at your school or your event or come and see your youngsters or your adults. Please get hold of us, info at pridefactor.co.za. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll happily put you in touch with any of the guests on the show should you want some more information from them. And uh, going on what we've just been chatting about for with Farouk, obviously, we're very proud to be announcing that we're launching our online academy soon that is very similar to what we've actually been discussing now. It's similar to a, a modern-day Finishing school for teenagers and young adults that are teaching them and equipping them with basic life skills, entrepreneurship and business acumen in order to live a, a more substantial, self-sustaining and prosperous life. On top of that, there's a couple of events coming up quite soon. Edu Week on the 15th and 16th of June down at the Ticket Pro Dome. We've got the High School Career Expo. We're going to be in Durban on the 4th and 5th of May and in Centurion on the 25th and 26th of May. So go and check out highschoolcareerexpo.ca.za. Of course, our schools competition from Zenith is still going on where they have over 150,000 rands worth of prizes for the most interactive and innovative school out there. So go and check that out also on our webpage. Otherwise, the big one, Youth Month Career Expo, Gauteng Provincial Government from the 9th to the 17th of June at NASRIC. We're expecting about 15,000 people per day for all 10 days. So again, if you want us to come and get involved with you schools, coming and having a chat or putting you in touch with anyone on the show, please do get hold of us, info at primefactor.co.za. Farouk, I think we're going to try and get you to one of these stages, if you don't mind. Coming Perfect. I would love to. Chatting to the youngsters and getting amongst it yeah yeah definitely fantastic come in all right guys otherwise been another fantastic installment of inspired youth essay from myself dean Buerter from farouk cheers guys be thank safe you. thank you very much for listening ciao cliffcentral.com all right welcome 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 everyone you are on the inspired youth sa show here on cliffcentral.com proudly brought to you by pride factor inspired youth is a platform for the youth or young people or young at heart people <laughs> to engage with uh, adult listeners professionals educators teachers influencers etc and it's a platform whereby we can showcase our thoughts our talents concepts opinions and basically give advice to the younger generation or to the older generation as to how we see what is going on in the world at the moment. Joining me in the studio today, a lady that I've known for quite a while and someone that is just continued to do more and more phenomenal things. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Susanna Kennedy. Susanna, welcome. Wow, Dean. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. Good to have you in the studio. Yeah, it's great. What a nice studio. It's my first time at Cliff Central. And I must say, it's got such a fantastic feel. It's cool. eh? Yeah, very, very cool. Everyone should see this place. Actually, go onto social media and you can see the place. Yeah, (laughs) I highly recommend you guys do. It's a very cool studio. So we're going to be chatting to Susanna about all the things that she's done, is currently doing, and going to be doing in the future because she lives a very interesting life. So do listen in. To anyone out there who'd like to get in touch with us, please do find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're always Inspired Youth SA. Otherwise, send through an email or any questions you've got to info at pridefactor.co.za and we can uh, obviously put you in touch with all of our guest speakers. Do remember that we do do school road shows. We do do talks. We go and visit events. We've got some TV. We do live radio. So if you do ever want us to get involved and uh, come and do something at your high school career expo or a mall or an activation, please do feel free to reach out. Info at Pride Factor. As I say, otherwise find us on Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. Susanna, how are you and what is going on? Oh my goodness. There are so many things going on. I'm so excited about life. (laughs) Um, I'm really well. (laughs) I think you probably get that um, answer from me 90% of the time though, isn't yeah, it? 90 to 99% of the time. I would up that. So, how are you? Fantastic. Okay. So let's start right there. How do you continue to live this life of constant smiles and fantasticness? I think because the, um, about four years ago, my life changed completely. Before that, I was a film producer. I produced feature films and I had a radio show on Two Oceans Five actually. And, um, and then I got very ill. And I almost died and it recontextualized everything for me. Yeah. And I realized that through that process, everybody, when they hear that, they go, oh my God, you almost died. That's terrible. And actually it was the greatest gift I could have ever received. And I it, realized. It's weird you saying that with a big smile. I back. know. I almost died. <laughs> it's quite I know. I know. And it was, it was, it was, it I mean, it was very serious. I was um, literally in ICU on my deathbed. So it wasn't like I say it with a smile now, but it's because um, the difficult part for me in that process was watching the people that I loved battle yeah. Um, yeah. because they didn't. They didn't know if I was going to be okay. They didn't know if I was going to live or die. And um, the likelihood of me dying was very, very high. Um, but for me, I had surrendered and I just, I knew that I had so much more still to do here. Yeah. And I'd kind of gone, Allah Buddha, Krishna, God, <laughs> whoever's out there, I get that I've stuffed up because I do believe in the mind-body connection and that everything that we do is connected and um and I realized exactly why I'd gotten sick. And um, I said, I get that I've stuffed up, but I feel like I've still got so much to do. So if you let me stay, I promise to make a count. Right. But if it's my time to go, then I accept that as well. Okay, so what, I mean, you, you're talking about your illness. I mean, what, what was it? What, I had what, something yeah. called systemic lupus, which, um, like cancer, you get either in one organ or multi organs. And nice. like cancer, if you get it in one organ and you catch it early enough, then generally it's treatable, curable, you know, it, you can do something about it. Um, when it's multi organ, generally not so much. Yeah. And me being the overachiever that I am, um, got it in every single organ except my heart. So I was having near organ failure in almost all my organs. I was having brain seizures. I had water in my lungs. Um, I was just not in a good state. I was being kept alive on cortisone and steroids and they just, they didn't know what else to do with me. But I had, by the time I actually was wheelchair ridden and then went into ICU, I had surrendered. And so I wasn't suffering through the process anymore. I was in excruciating pain. Um, but I kind of, I was flowing through the process because I just knew whatever was meant to happen was going to happen. And I think that that's taught me a lot in life. The universe has your back and it's such an important thing to, actually learn but ingrain it in your soul so that it's not an intellectual thing it's something you actually live the universe has your back the darkest gifts that come your way are often the greatest gifts that will happen in life and like even recently I, I ended a relationship and I was heartbroken but the relationship taught me so much that I'm so grateful for going through all of that you know and if you can start looking at 
every single thing that happens in your life as a gift, mm. then your entire world will change. And that's why I can be, even when I've, I've got a heartache, I can still go, frick, life is amazing. Now, does that, does that drive anyone crazy at all? Does anyone ever say to you, yes. like, listen, like, calm it down a little bit? Yes, know? but I'm also quite honest. So I keep the, like, if you look on my social media, I do live an extraordinary life. So I'm not going to pretend I don't live an extraordinary life. I love my life. I'm extremely blessed and I'm grateful for it every day. In fact, I start the day every morning with gratitude because I am so lucky. I am. Mm. But every once in a while, I'll put out a post and just go, guys, I'm still human. Like my um, uncle is dying of cancer at the moment. I've got a friend whose husband is dying of cancer. I've got like a lot of things that are going on that are very challenging. Yeah. But if you can find the gift in everything, then you start living in, in a duality that allows you to appreciate the things, the gifts that are in your life and still feel the things that you're going to feel because you're human. Right. Okay. So let's, so let's break that down for a minute here. All right. So for, for our, our youngsters, for the, the, the audience or any youngsters listening out there, how would you recommend that these youngsters go about this life of understanding gratitude? Moving away from, um, the, the possible entitlement side of things. And, and what, what, what is your advice? I mean, how do these youngsters live this life of gratitude? Well, I think that, um, you know, we, we are living in such an interesting time, aren't we, Dee? We are. Where, um, really where people just expect things. Um, and, and gratification is instant. It's like the McDonald's society, you know, you want it supersized, you want it maxed and you want it now, you know, and if it's not. McDonald's is no way affiliated with the show. Oh, and no way affiliated with me whatsoever. Let's just make that clear. But, um, but it's, it's this instant gratification. And if it's not instant gratification, if it's not the way you look, it looked like in your head, yes. then you discard it and you move on to the next thing. Um, but the reality is that that will not give you depth in your life and it's not going to give you true understanding and it's not going to give you the tools you need to work through because you're still going to encounter challenges yeah. and you're still going to encounter these times in your life where you're not going to feel happy, um, you know, and it's not going to be this instant gratification. And what you need to do is look at every single thing comes with a gift. Right. So every single thing that comes your way. I mean, what is the, what is the biggest challenge you've ever had in your life? Biggest challenge I've ever yeah. had in my life? Sure. Too many to name. Well, name one. Um, I had a, a back operation when I was 25. And at the same time as that, I didn't have any medical money saved away or anything. At the same time as that, a lot of costs came about. And I just remember going through a six month, eight month period of just you know, basically from, from hand to mouth. From hand to mouth. Yeah. What did it teach you? Yeah, it teaches you to appreciate money, that's for sure. Teaches you to appreciate, but what else? Patience, Patience. respect, frustration, management. Yeah, gratitude. So many things. So we, if you start counting your blessings, if you start your day with just counting your blessings and people like, oh my God, that's such a cliche. Well, it is a cliche because cliches are truths. Yeah, that's what they are. Exactly. They've become cliches because they've been said so many times before. If you can start thinking of everything that you have with gratitude mm. and it's also, it goes into the manifestation process of things. Like how do you want to attract things into your life? A lot of people go, oh, ask and you will receive. No, know no. that you have, know that you've already got it yeah. and it will manifest. You know, that's it. it if you say, I, please, will you send me this? That's what the universe has. Please, will you? Please, will you? Please, will you? If you go, I'm so grateful for having this in my life, then you already have. It's already there. Your universe is already abundant. And if you realize that you've got everything that you need right now to live your highest purpose right now and then find the gift in that, you'll just walk through life feeling very blessed. Guys, I hope you're listening to this. Okay. I really hope you're <laughs> taking this all in. So, I mean, Susanna, there's, there's no doubt that you are a professional public speaker and someone that has a message to tell. Tell us some of the platforms or some of the things that you've been doing recently. Obviously, coming from a TV producing background, you're no stranger to the stage and screen and things like that. But your message now that you can imply upon the youngsters or any listeners, for that matter of fact, this has now turned into your lifestyle, career, and, and Susanna Kennedy. Well, well, um, I actually come from a film, not television background. Well, my first job was actually in TV, but, but t 
feature film producing, which is a little bit different from television um, production, although I'm going into that now. We, we're launching a new talk show, um, which I'll tell you about just now. But how I actually got into the public speaking is um, after I got better, healthier, and able to work again, um, somebody I interviewed at the first International Success Summit in South Africa, which was with um, Richard Branson, Dr. John Martini, Greg Secker, Peter Sage, all of those guys, was Robin Banks. Yes. And Robin was the only South African speaker to be at the Success Summit. And we obviously got on like a house on fire. And he said to me, he said, you got to come see me speak. And I said, of course I will. You know, I've interviewed you. I'd love to come see you speak. But then I almost died. So, <laughs> so I kind of pla- pla- yeah. that, <laughs> And then um, when I got better, my, all the doctors and everyone were like, Susanna, you're not allowed to produce anymore. It's too stressful. You know, don't, um, we want you to do something calm. And I tried a million different things. Nothing was working. And then I was eventually like, God, Alabama, Krishna, I need some guidance. Please, you know, just tell me where to go. And two days later in Seapoint D, I bump into Robin Banks in the Woolworths. And he's like, Hey, you never came to one of my talks. I was like, Hey, I almost died. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then we started chatting and I went to one of his talks and he is truly transformative. I mean, being in a room with him is transformative. He's in got what this, way? he has got everything is energy and vibration, as you know. So first of all, his energy and vibration, just being in that presence is transformative. Okay. Um, but his knowledge and the way in which he imparts his knowledge just sinks in in such a beautiful, easy way that people understand it. Mm. It just goes to their core and they understand it. So when I watched him speak, I was like, Robs, you're amazing. As if it's your social media is a mess, your branding is a mess, and you don't have any online courses. And he said, yes, that's what I need. I said, great, I'm your girl. And so we started working together. And then he's the one because I, I started his webinars. So he does these monthly webinars. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted him to connect with people monthly, not only when he's in the country and doing a mind power seminar or a talk. And um and because we were working so closely together, he was like, you're a teacher, you're a speaker, like that's what you need to be doing. And he's the one who actually kept throwing me on stage. Ah. Um, and so that's how that was born. So my first ever real talk as such was called The Power of Forgiveness. And, um, you know, us not forgiving people and more importantly, not forgiving ourselves mm-hmm. for the way we behaved in certain situations, the way we reacted to certain situations, we imprison ourselves. And until we forgive ourselves and the people involved in that situation, we basically living in a shutdown state and our energy is not flowing correctly. Right. And, um, and I, you can actually look at that talk online. If you go onto my, um, my YouTube channel, um, somebody recorded that talk that night, The Power of Forgiveness. Power with, of forgiveness. With Susanna Kennedy, yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it's a bit, it's about 45, 50 minutes, so it's, a, it's a lengthy talk, but, um, that was my first talk that I did. And then shortly after that, I ran a course on self-love, healing, and happiness, because at the base of everything is self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, even with Mind Power, I mean, Robin and I are in studio at the moment, um, re-recording the first course that we did together. Both of us think the course is amazing and um, there's so many good aspects to the course but we did it in six weeks which was insane like literally created it recorded it and I got it up on the platform so we're going back and making it exceptional right Um, and I'm so glad that we're getting to do that I'm loving working with him again Um, but there's never a time where you can't go back and take work that you've done, you know, and, and build on it and make it better. And that's also such a great gift to be able to do. So that's, that's where it kind of started. And then since then, I've been talking at women's events, um, corporates, that sort of thing. But I'm just passionate about connecting with people and helping them become the best they can be. So the last event I actually spoke at was with um, Josie Borain. She was South Africa's first supermodel. Calvin Klein kind of saw her and was like, that's wow. it. And she was in the days of Cindy Crawford and um, Naomi Campbell when they were all, you know, and she was the first androgynous, like really hot um, international supermodel. And she was doing an event, um, a women's empower me event the other day. 
And I got to interview her and I offered to interview her because I knew Josie was a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, if I talk to you, you won't be nervous. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, thank goodness you interviewed me because, (laughs) you know, then I actually was able to shine, you know, and that's the point. I want to help people be their best selves to create the best lives they can for themselves and really shine because that's what you should be doing in life. It is what you should be doing. I like that a lot. So, I mean, your, your, I'd love to say day in the life of Susanna Kendo, but there's, there's, there's nothing like that, I'm sure. No. But what, what is there's a, no norm. Is, okay, so no typical day, but what, what are the things that you're focusing on at the moment? What events have you got coming up or where can people find you and, how can people obviously get hold of you? Well, as you know, Dee, I've always done charity upliftment work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really passionate about if, if I'm only doing things to make a difference in my own life, what a shallow, empty existence that would be. So it has to make a difference in not only a few people's lives, but as many lives as possible. And so I've got two, um, at the moment, charity or upliftment angles that I really focus on. The one is called Celeborna Trust. Now, Celeborna Trust was born out of um, a friend of mine who was in his early 40s was like, oh, my goodness, I don't have kids and I'm not paying for anyone's education. I would mm-hmm. really like to help educate someone. Mm-hmm. And that's where the trust was born. And what we do is we gather finances and we find really clever, driven, amazing young woman. This is a woman's trust and who deserve to be going to university and we pay for their tuition. And this is very important because I don't think people realize one of the quickest ways of changing the world, changing the climate situation that we've got, changing the political situation that we've got, changing the social situation that we've got is allowing women to finish school and get higher education. Especially in countries like South Africa, because so many times there are teenage pregnancies, the girls drop out of school, the girl ends up staying home because the boy in the family needs to finish school so that he can be the breadwinner, not realizing that the girl could do this quite sufficiently, (laughs) you know. Um, So there's a big problem in countries like ours where girls are not finishing their higher education. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with choosing to stay and be a stay-at-home mom, but if we really want to make a profound difference, we need the mothers of our kids to be switched on conscious women, and that takes education. Yes, it definitely does, and we certainly endorse and promote that on every platform that we possibly can. And, I mean, it is something, again, that you've kind of learned here, Susanna, through through trial, or I'd love to say trial and error, but it's not that. Like, you got sick, things happened, you realized them, and it's a wake-up call, and now it's on you to kind of pass that message on. And I think I agree completely with what you're saying there. I don't think I agree. I know I agree. But what I was saying is I think that a lot of youngsters out there do think that it's kind of easy and, you know, being sexually active at a very young age and that, guys, if you get pregnant – at 15, 60, 18, 19, 20, you have a 21-year contract on your plate. Absolutely. And your entire world is no longer your world. It's about someone else. And, it, and a lot of youngsters don't realize that. It's, ah, it's cool. It's fun. It's cool. Have Satan do this and do that unprotected. Firstly, the sexual transmitted diseases is one thing. Secondly, me. the child, having a child at 17 or mm. 18, that's, that's you kind of done, you know, and Abs- I think young women need to know that more so. Absolutely. And the problem is it doesn't end after 21 years. It's the rest of your life. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so maybe after 21 years, like, um, you could be the one in a million or one in a billion, like JK Rowling, who eventually, I mean, that's, she had kids. She had a dream, but she had kids. She had to put everything on the back burner. Yeah, right. And then she's a success story. So the girls out there who have had kids. Don't give up now. Go get yourselves educated. The problem is that people give up. They go, oh, well, this is my circumstance. I've got no means to do anything. So this is just the way it is. Oh, poor me. Rubbish. Not oh, poor me. Pull yourself together. There's an amazing story that I always tell uh, um, at my talks. And there's a guy walking to an interview and he comes across a beggar. And um, the beggar says, please, sir, please help me. Nobody's ever helped me in my life. My father was abusive. My mother was an alcoholic. And I just need some help. I need some change. And the journalist takes out his money, gives him some money, and he carries on on his way. He gets to the interview and it's this amazing CEO. He's owns multiple companies. He's a philanthropist. He's really made a success of his life. And the journalist is so thoroughly impressed with this man. And the last question he says to him is, he says, 
what drives you? Like what made you strive to be so successful and give so much with such an open heart? And he said, well, I was never given anything when I was young. My father was abusive. My mother was an alcoholic. Your circumstances do not determine where you are going. You determine where you are going. I come from an abusive background. Mm. I come from, I mean, my mom, when we were little, she used to take a Vienna sausage. I'm a vegetarian now, but she used to take a Vienna (laughs) sausage and cut it up into rice and cook it so that it would have flavor so that we would feel like we're eating something amazing. Your circumstance, where you start does not determine where you finish. And that's really, really important. And that's why the Silly Borna Trust is very close to my heart. The other thing that I've done with the Silly Borna Trust, um, is when I met the girls, um, last year, I realized that they were dealing with fees must fall, mm-hmm. um, men are trash. That was the, the thing that was going on at the moment. And it was terrible. I hated that campaign. I thought, what an awful thing to kind of put out into society. Yeah. I understand where it was born out of. It was the abuse that was, go- that does go on. And these girls had had enough, yeah. but I had quite a discussion with them. Now and there's the me too. There's me too. too. Look, me too. I actually is much better because it's inclusive because it's men and women. It's anyone who's been abused. It's not saying that you are trash because of your sex. No. And that's why I had a problem with the men are trash thing. Thank you. No, because I know some very good men, Dean, and it really upset me, you know, and also words are powerful things. If we're programming into the world, men are trash. That's a terrible thing to program into the world. You know, I agree. Thank you. Um, so anyway, I had taken a friend of mine, um, Debbie with me to this meeting to meet these girls and both of us were like, these girls need mentors. And so we started a mentorship program for Silabona. So each of our girls has a mentor right. that they can go to go to, which I wish I had when I was studying. I mean, to an older, wiser person that, who's successful, who you can go to and go, this is what I'm battling with, or this is the decision I'm needing to make. And can you help me? And can you give me some guidance? Mm. And so we've started that, which is going really, really well. We've got another girl, six girls signed on for this year. So I am looking for mentors. So if they are successful women, and I, I know this sounds Possibly politically incorrect, but I don't really care. I'm looking for strong black females because the majority of my, all my girls are black girls and I want them to see that strong black women have made it and are doing things and it's more relatable to them. So I've got a mix at the moment of mentors, but I'm really looking for strong black women. So if there are strong black women out there, please get hold of me. Um, mainly in Cape Town at the moment, some in Durban. And next year, possibly in Johannesburg as well. Okay, so there's a call to action for any of our strong black women leaders out there that would like to get involved with mentoring some of our future leaders that could do with some advice and some uh, oh, some good vibes and some energy and some education. Please do get hold of Susanna Kennedy. Obviously, you can find all of her information on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Otherwise, please drop us a mail, info at pridefactor.co.za. Otherwise, send in a tweet or anything like that at Inspired Youth SA. Uh, at cliffcentral.com and we'll happily share all the details. Susanna, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Where can everyone find you? What's happening next? Where, where do we see the name in headlines? <sighs> okay. So, um, I have to quickly tell you two more things before go you tell it. me to go. The stage is low. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so one of the things, um, I work with Boca Fashion Film Festival, which is an international fashion film festival. It's been rated as the number one fashion film experience in the world. It's really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that Boca does is an upliftment thing as well. So obviously um, I would be involved. Hence. <laughs> um, and we take 10 young filmmakers and we help them create their first fashion film, which kind of launches them um you know, within the fashion film industry and within the film industry internationally, which is really fantastic. Um, so you guys should check out Boca. They're doing really, really cool things. But at every Boca event, I'm the MC. So I, I'm the official MC. I do their in-camera interviews, which is loads of fun. And we are launching a new TV show as well. Um, so I'm always looking at how I can create synergies and create the best win-wins for everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm at events. I'm speaking all the time. I've got incredible designers dressing me. I thought, how can I make, raise awareness for Celeborna and the trust and, you know, do something good at the same time? So I've gotten amazing designers to agree to dress me for events and we're going to be auctioning off the dresses that I wear. But when I auction them off, you're not just going to get the dress. The dress will be made to your size because I know I'm not everybody's size. Um, 
And then my official hair sponsor hand, which is in gardens in Cape Town, will do a consultation, blow dry and styling for when you wear the dress so that you feel beautiful. Um, Candace O'Neill, who is a celebrity makeup artist, will give you a one hour consultation to tell you what the best makeup is for your skin, how to use it to get the most out of your features. And every girl loves that D. Um, <laughs> I and then just smile and <laughs> Veras Jewelry, um, which is an amazing jewelry designer, South African jewelry designer. You know, I'm always promoting proudly South African. They also going to be auctioning off a ring. Um, Raf Tang is the designer that has done the first dress and collide clothing. If you go onto my Instagram, you'll see that I wore it to the polo and then again to the empower me, um, event that I spoke at and I'm going to wear it one more time. Um, so nobody, celebrities never do this. You don't wear a dress more than once, <laughs> but because it's for a cause, I definitely need to do that. Um, and there will be like a package. So when you get the dress, you'll get all of these things kind of combined to create something beautiful for you to feel absolutely magnificent on your special event that you wear the dress for. And then Dirk, um, he, he's the captain of the Val polo team. Oh, wow. I, I went and found him after the, the match and literally took his shirt off and he, he signed it for me and he's agreed to let me auction that off. So we're starting an online auctioning process to raise funds for the trust. So watch my social media. I'll be definitely putting some info out on that. And then, um, you know, Mark from Dare to Share. Yes. 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 Of course. Marky Mark. So Mark, I think that's actually how we met, D. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark and I are starting something called Dare to Dream um, because Mark and I are constantly doing these things anyway. But my whole mission is rewarding effort. Like we were talking about earlier on, so many people just expect things. Mm-hmm. I want to reward effort. I want people that are making an effort to see that it's worthwhile. And so I'm looking for causes. I'm looking for people that are making an effort that I can then help make their dream come true. So it's anything from the guy who is walking 50 Ks to get to work, getting him a bicycle or a car or whatever it is. I don't know how big it will be, but um, helping him sort out that situation to there was a little girl who was battling cancer and her dream was to go to Disneyland mm-hmm. and she wasn't allowed to travel. And, um, and I just had this in my head. I was like, I have to get this kid to Disneyland, but she wasn't allowed to travel. And then suddenly your uncle phoned me and he was like, um, you won't believe this, but in four years, they've never done this. They've given us a window. For her to travel. And I was like, yes, let's make it happen. No yeah. So I, I put thought you were going to end up saying that they brought Disneyland to her, which would also be pretty cool. Well, but, we uh, thought yeah. of doing that. That was actually <laughs> the, sure. the backup plan, you know. Sure. But when he phoned me and I mean, she'd been battling for four years. She'd never been able to travel. Unreal. And thoughts are real forces, Dean. There we go. They are real forces because I kept picturing this girl in Disneyland and, um, and I put it out on social media and I've just got the most incredible followers. I mean, you do have an amazing plethora of contacts out there. They are so special. And I was just like, guys, this is my Christmas wish. Help me make it come true. And. Everyone came to the party and we sent her whole family to Disneyland. Unreal. And she's doing amazingly. The doctors cannot believe how well she's doing since that trip. So, right so that will be Dare to Dream. And then, yeah, TV show coming up with Boca Fashion Film TV, another TV show, which I can't tell you about yet. Um, but so very, very busy doing a lot of exciting things, always looking to collaborate and help uplift and, um, you know, do good work. So if anybody's out there and they want to get involved, please do contact me. Um, I'm very open and friendly. You'll see I will actually greet you in public. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's kind of it. That's kind of it. I think we could probably go on for a couple more hours. Yes, guys, you've heard could. it here first on cliffcentral.com on the Inspired Youth SA show. We've been chatting to Susanna Kennedy, a lady whose life is flying at a million miles an hour. I can tell you that. Try and keep up with her if you dare, but you will notice while you are trying to keep up that she is constantly smiling. She lives by what she says, and she is impacting this planet on a major level. So, Susanna, it's been wonderful having you in the studio. So fantastic being Looking here. Looking forward you to so having much. you in the studio again. Uh, just Anytime. that last Last contact detail yes. for anyone out there. So you can um, you can get me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. It's Susanna Kennedy, spelled S U S A N A. Everyone spells my name wrong. S U S A N A Kennedy K E double N E D Y, like the Kennedys, the president. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm so you can DM me, you can um, email me as well, info at susannakennedy.com. But generally, social media I'm on all the time. So yeah, please connect, follow, support, and yeah, hopefully I can make some of your dreams. 
come true at some time there soon too. Go. So guys, <laughs> it's all about collaboration. So if you do want to reach out, please do do so. Uh, we are always happy to pass on any of the details from any of our interviewees and speakers here. Info at pridefactor.co.za. Just reminding you of some of the things we've got coming up soon. High School Career Expo, we'll be seeing you in Durban on the 4th and 5th of May, and we'll be in Centurion on the 25th and 26th of May. Edu Week, 5,000 people, Ticket Pro Dome on the 15th and 16th of June. It is going to be a humdinger. We're launching our online academy through Pride Factor over the next month's time, so stay tuned to Facebook for the announcements there. We are always available for events, school talks, mall activations, and anything that wants uh, anyone wants to do with, with the youngsters and the youth of the country. And then our big one is the Youth Month Career Expo brought to you by the Gauteng Provincial Government from the 9th to the 17th of June where we will be seeing 200,000 teenagers over a 10-day period and bringing you all the celebrities and speakers, ideally from the show as well. And hopefully some of the guests that are in studio with us today might be oh, joining us. Oh, that would be nice. So other than that, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Susanna, your leaving words of wisdom. My leaving words. Guys, be gentle with yourselves, love yourselves, believe in yourselves. You really can do anything you set your minds to. Um, there are so many resources available to you. And just remember, the universe has your back. Live your brightest, best self always. You are the most important person in your life and live it properly. You heard yeah. the first chair on Inspired Youth Essay, proudly brought to you by Cliff Central and Pride Factor. Thank you, Susanna. We'll see you again. Thank you so much. Cliffcentral.com.